I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. I head up Hip Hop by the Numbers on Twitter, where you use hip hop statistics to highlight the bigger picture. I'm director of the Fifth Element, where I highlight the Fifth Element Hip Hop, which is knowledge. And welcome to Digging in Digits. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Future me, cut off the music. Ben, say say something right quick. Yeah, what's up? My boy has a new mic. All right, <laughs> <laughs> continue the music. What's good, Ben? How is, hey, mic, how is the new mic like? It's good, man. <laughs> I'm just getting used to it, but it's um, it's uh, it's very suggestive. This microphone It's quite large and it, it sits at a certain angle, and um, yeah, it's it's very uh. It's very imposing, this microphone. So yes, shout out to Blue. Um, if you know sponsorship, just 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 saying there, just yeah. just throwing it out there for the because yeah. we both have a Blue Yeti. Um, just um, just um, just uh, if anyone wants to link them, you know, to the show, see if they, you know any sponsorship. Just a uh, just a uh, just a thought. Anyway, um, <laughs> how's your week been? And what have you been blasting this week? Uh <laughs> week's been week's been rough honestly i've had a couple of rough weeks in a row mentally uh so anyone out there who's struggling with their mental health uh shout out to you man you're you're a fucking warrior because i'm i'm a warrior with you but i did get to some music this week i Salute. checked out that earth gang album now i gotta say man dreamville yes. winning in 2019 because to be honest i would not have checked out this album unless it came out on dreamville uh which is weird because at the start of the year i would have said meh a bit meh on Dreamville, but this album is really, really good. You know, you know those albums that come out and you're just like, "This is a good album when it drops," and then a couple of weeks later you're like, "Meh, I'm not going to go back to that." But I think I really will with this. Uh, the Outcast mm. comparisons, I've heard a lot of mm. those. I'm not 100% sure that I, I think that the way that they structure their music, it's basically not bound by convention or structure. They just kind of create. But for some reason, and this is what I love about Outcast is, even though there's no like specific structure, like no, we don't have sixteen and a hook, sixteen and a hook. It's not like that. There still seems is is like a solid specific mm. feel and like touch points that you can be like, ah, oh, that's Earth Gang. So yeah, man, I really like this album. I wrote mm. it constantly delights and excites and takes you down musical pathways you may not have been expecting. So. Man, that was a dope album. And they're spitting on this too. I got mm. some numbers for that. The unique word percentage is 35.6% and the rhyme percentage is 55%. Johnny Venus is all over it. He produces four of the tracks. He's got 49% of the vocals. Uh, I would recommend that highly. I also checked out uh, IDK's Is He Real? This album is amazing. Like, So the, so the concept is, is God real? He's, he's okay. questioning religion. And it's not a it's not an album it's a, sorry it's not a concept that is often in the mainstream or often dealt with in such a comprehensive way. There might be a song or a bar or something, but the way he does this with grace mm. and intelligence because he he kind of just he, he doesn't like throw religion out or or say no I'm not religious or but it's it's a genuine question it's a genuine question it's a not it's not a naive question it's like a very woke question. He manages to carry four metaphors throughout the whole album, right? So money, sex, and violence represent the devil, and love represents God. 
and he just grapples with all of them in like these self-contained mm. stories on each track uh it's just a really great conceptual album he doesn't really come to a conclusion which i also like uh the sonics are great and i got some also numbers about that like 76.7 percent of the lyrics are adhering to this theme so that's a tight tight album i would recommend people check that out because he hasn't got a huge amount of followers uh but he's been blowing up on social media like everyone a lot of engagement on his posts so clearly people really like him uh definitely check that album out i also listened to hollywood's bleeding by post malone because i had to because i was like okay why is every hip-hop outlet covering this album i know exactly why because I did like three tweets on him and they all got like 1,500 likes and like over 100,000 views. The reason they're, they're, they're uh, covering him is because they get a shitload of engagement. But he's not hip-hop, okay? He's not rap. 12% of his lyrics on this album are rapping. Ed Sheeran had 32.8% rap on his last album. And Ed Sheeran is not a rapper. Post Malone is a pop artist. I'm really sorry to tell you all this. And I wrote this down... I said Post Malone is literally the first famous algorithm artist. I said basically what you get when a bunch of old white label heads get in a room and crunch the Spotify and Apple numbers looking at listening trends and then they just create mm. the perfect artist. It's like it's like pop elevator music, right? It is so bland and generic that you can just put it on in the background and it will just play away at the pool party or whatever. And posters in the background just crooning oh, away, like crying. Come on, come on man. It's I'm not... Uh, come on. What, you like it? Keep speeding. Keep going. Oh, yeah, I'm man. clicking, like bro. This... I'm, I'm clicking. This is slam poetry right here, boy. Look, this is just... <laughs> uh, I, look, he's fine as a pop artist. He's fine as a pop artist. But my issue is his lyrics and, and everything like that. It's fine. It's not bad. But stop calling him hip-hop. And why are we championing championing this guy over like someone like Juice World, who does the exact same thing, but is younger. He does it... Like, this post just feels so constructed. And, um, yeah, man. I I didn't even hate the album. I liked the album, honestly. I liked B-Bongs and Bentley's. It's just that I'm just, man, come on, bro. Like, stop calling him hip-hop. Like, just get him out of the genre. He doesn't even like the genre. He's, like, actively rejected it in interviews. Just just leave him alone. Like, he's just pop now. So, yeah, man, that's what I listened to this week. Mm. On about yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, my week's been okay, actually. Just personally, it's been, a, it's been an okay week. I'm suddenly feeling progressive i don't know why but i'm not really going to question anything too much about it <laughs> i'm just going to keep riding away yeah, but yeah uh on the post malone point um i find it so fascinating because uh obviously uh you 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 did like a little tweet uh early a couple of days ago about post malone you asked like he in the in the in the in the baiting uh sense is he is he hip-hop is he rap and my dumbass obviously had to respond to that. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was told I was being a hater, and uh, oh, yeah, I am. Let's just yeah. be real, I am. But it's not in the concept of, it's not in the concept of, or the context. Sorry, of like, I hate Post Malone because some dude tweeted back at me going, he, he's a, he's a real nice guy. Like you fucking know him. Shut yeah. up. Anyway, um, but What's yeah, it's, it's, it's not even hating in terms of like, I don't like Post Malone personally. Other. I mean, he does look a bit weird. Let's be real. But other than that, and you know, I'm I'm just not I'm just not into it. Not into it. And the and the point you and the point you 
kind of skimmed over a little bit is the fact that these media outlets that are supposed to be covering hip-hop are covering Post Malone, and that just pisses me off. I'm sorry, it, it really does annoy me. It, it, it jars me, because you mentioned Ed Sheeran. You know, I'm not really the biggest fan of Ed Sheeran. I just find him, you know, highly overrated, and, you know, every every guitarist in university wants to be Ed Sheeran. Let's just be real about that. <laughs> they, they want Ed, Ed Sheeran is the god to them. But um, he made it, and, you know, I've, I know a little bit about his backstory, um, and it's actually, you know, very grassroots, and it is and he made it in the it too, in the yeah. in the best way possible. Yeah. And you know, he 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 constantly did shows like every night in London, and it's respectable. I completely respect Ed Sheeran from where he comes from. I just don't raise music that highly. Same, yeah. But he, the fact you said he raps more than Post Malone is not is not uh, far out because you know he, there are a few songs in his catalog where he properly raps and he can spit bars and people in the uk know that he can spit bars and um, especially people in the rap scene like people like stormzy know he can spit bars people like red free too know he can spit bars but i don't know anybody from the u.s that sees post malone and goes like oh he can spit bars nobody said that to me oh, God, nobody no. said that so no. i don't really know where this comes from i know where it comes from i don't yes. know any answer but it's just it's just annoying me and you know for if if you want to call me hey, you can call me hey. It's fine. Um, and I was kind of joking because I did put a tweet out going like, uh, watch him do a rock album and and, uh, and bomb. Yeah, okay. Just calm down, guys. I was, I was, it's it's only a tweet. It's calm down. It's only a tweet. Anyway, what did I listen to? So, um, I started off listening to a couple of EPs by a woman from the UK called True Mendes. T R U E Mendes. True Mendes. Nice, uh, nice wordplay there. And uh, she dropped two EPs of a similar name, uh, one called This Is Your Father Calling and one called This Is Your Auntie Calling. Now, uh, they kind of, the, the fact that I listened to both of them back to back, they kind of blend together in terms of what, in terms of what they are. Um, and it's, it's, it's just one of those, um, it's just one of those artists where like, it's very, she has a very refreshing uh, voice and a very refreshing flow to me. Um, she has a couple of storytelling songs on there, which is uh, on on them, which are very, which are very, which is uh, kind of makes me laugh a bit because uh, one of them's like he uh, about how she met a dude in Sainsbury's, which is like a uh, which yeah, is like yeah. a local local supermarket here, and it's just it's it's, it's just a bit it's just a it's just a bit of fun, and uh, but yeah, she could she could spit. Um, I actually found it off um, the four hour, uh, not four hours. Uh, the Verb T and Pitch Night Two album uh, from last uh, from last week, so uh, she did a feature on that, and it was amazing. MVP of that uh, of that f- uh, feature, and I was just like, mm, let me look her up. So um, tremendous, uh, worth a, worth a look for sure. Um, also mentioning, harking back to the Hip Hop Golden Age article that I looked up a few weeks ago, the uh, uh, the I think it was like nine album, nine hip hop albums not from the US, and mm. uh, I kind of went into that still. Uh, the Lost and Found. Uh, which is a Nigerian duo, I think it's a duo. Uh, alternate ending. Uh, it's a, it's a. There's a concept of. Is is basically a concept album in a way where uh, they go to basically an alternate reality and it just goes on from there. So whatever they do and whatever they say on it, you know, gives that illusion that you know, either either they wouldn't be doing this or wouldn't be in this position if they were in their own reality and I think the last song indicated that it was all a dream I'm not really sure but I probably need to listen to it again but yeah no uh, sonically it was a very good album um very good bars uh there was a bit of um there was a bit of a psychedelic element in there 
which I can completely understand. And uh, but yeah, other than that, it's a very it's a very good album. You wouldn't even know they were from Nigeria to be honest, other than a, one album where uh, uh, one album one song where I forgot the name of it. Let me try to try and look at Uwaka. Yeah, Uwaka. That's a that's a very fun that's a very fun track. But yeah, no, it's very it's very good for for uh, for what it is. Cool. Uh, also, yeah, also listen to Earth Gang Mirror, uh, Mirrorland. Uh, I mean, I've I've always been. I don't really understand the outcast comparison simply because they're really not trying to be outcast here. I mean, the only comparisons you can link to them is that they're from Atlanta and yeah, there are two the of them. <laughs> That's pretty the much all I get from, <laughs> in terms of comparison. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit loose, and you know, we we all love to do that. You know, when we see Kendrick, oh, he's Tupac. You know, we we love we love doing that comparison stuff, but it's it's re- they're really not like Outkast. They're they're Earth Gang, and that's and that's completely respectable. But yeah, I I really enjoyed the album, um, song to song. It just, just changes up just a little bit. It's, uh, every song's a little bit more different. Uh, the features on here are great. Uh, Kalani's feature was amazing. I yeah. really enjoyed that particular song. Uh, the T Pain one as well, Tequila. Yeah, T-Pain, that was um, man. that was kind yeah. of a that was kind of a nice curveball. Yeah, nice nice curveball, nice curveball mm-hmm. there. That was quite interesting. Yes, but uh, I I really preferred it from just a, from a production standpoint to be honest, because it was just very it was just very my vibe. I really enjoyed really enjoyed that to be honest. And uh, lastly, uh, Mahalia, uh, Love and Compromise, uh, a nice uh, a British, uh, British, uh, I, I don't, well, singer, I guess, a singer. Uh, she's definitely only a vocalist, so, so I guess we'll go with singer here. But yeah, the, I, I made the um, I made the comparison uh, that she is Georgia Smith with energy, and I stand by that because she really is Georgia Smith with energy. Uh, by that, I mean... Georgia Smith, when you listen to Georgia Smith, and this is no slight on Georgia Smith, by the way, she has a very, you know, calm vibe. It's a very, uh, uh, what's the word, I guess, um, slow, smooth, calm, you know, chill, chill vibe with it and her, and the vocals go with it. But Mahalia just has a little bit of, uh, uh, more, more energy to that. And, her and her subject matter is a much more, uh, wide ranging. Um, it goes from obviously love and also just, uh, and there was a thing. There's a song called uh, "I Wish I Wish I Missed You," something like that. Um, and that's obviously talking about her ex and stuff like that. So she has a lot of good subject matter in there. And uh, there's also one about body body positivity as well, which is always uh, which is always good. But yeah, um, very enjoy very enjoyable. I really enjoyed the, it. Was an, it was a very nice listen and very bouncy. So uh, uh, big up my behavior. But anyway, oh, sweet. Uh, we get to the projects that we did like. <laughs> and uh, move on to the topic of today, <laughs> uh, which is projects that we don't like. So mm. you like you like how I did that? That was that was smooth. That was smooth. That was nice. but, but anyway, um, so we want to uh, just go out of our way just to say before we begin that we want to be very more more structured than usual, simply because we don't want to just get into a. A, a listicle episode of just albums we hate <laughs> we, we don't want to do that we yeah. kind of want to get into the concept of well a particular word which is trash and you know we love talking we as you know as the hip-hop community love talking about uh albums about you know classics what are, oh this this album's a classic you know, uh, and stuff like that. This album's an instant classic, which makes no sense to me. It's just a, that's a very oxymoronic uh, term. But we always, we always talk about that particular word. And also GOAT as well. We can link that to sports as well. And also film and 
any of the arts when we talk about goat greats of all time, but we never talk about the word trash, we never talk about negative words that we use very freely, let's be real. And you know, I've been, I've probably been, I've probably said many times that I find this particular thing trash or whatever, but I don't really mean trash by by the definition, but we want to, I guess we want to, I guess, start off with that and try and define for ourselves what trash is and also explore certain albums that haven't done well over the years or uh, uh, just like, uh, I guess, uh, missed expectate or went under expectations or just were in general terrible and link that into the word trash and basically define it and trying to uh, give some give some actual weight to the word trash because I believe that we do use it <laughs> very very loosely so uh, I guess we'll begin and ask you Ben uh, how do you define trash? My issue with the word trash is that people just use it it's just the internet culture this day where if it's not good it's trash. Guilty. <laughs> I mean you might have even said it in the Post Malone stuff like uh, it's it's I've 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 actually never been guilty of it. Oh, be... she didn't. I actually didn't say trash to him. Oh, did so, you? Okay, yeah. that's all right then. That's Pick all right. Pick up myself. Um, shout out to you. I don't um I don't. I mean, if I, I did, I would... someone would check me. <laughs> <laughs> I would never call myself uh, guilty of this because I'm very cognizant of it. Like, if I'm going to call something trash, like I did Taylor Swift's album last week, I'm going to give you a five minute dissertation on why it's trash. But it's nowadays. It's like. <laughs> the issue that I have is that, and it's the same thing we just spoke about with the Post Malone thing. It's like, that's why hip-hop outlets are tweeting about Post Malone, because he gets a lot of engagement. And we spoke about this multiple times on the podcast in the mm. past, where negativity gets more engagement than positivity. And so when there's someone trolling around, just calling everything trash, you know, you look at uh, Anthony Fantano's reviews, and I guarantee you the ones where he's giving a zero or a one or a two it get a lot more views than if he gives it a six, right? Because the six is mid, you know, no one cares about mid. No one's like, you know, they, they might say it about Cole. They might be like, mm-hmm. oh, Cole's discography is kind of mid. No one's going to call that crap, that trash. But that's another version of trash for that because that guy's meant to be a great artist. And so this is the issue that I have with the word. It's like the spiritual miracle lyrical thing. And it's uh, just one of these things. And, we like we kind of had this idea when we were talking about Snoop Dogg's discography and someone popped up in the mentions and said he's got some trash in his discography and I looked back I'm like he doesn't though so it made me think what trash is <coughs> and obviously it's subjective off the rip it's subjective so uh, I went through some because uh, I was talking to Charlie and I was like you know what I'm gonna have a look at the worst reviewed albums this millennium so since 2001 and i'm going to go listen to them okay because there's no such thing as objective trash well there is but i'll get to that but i listened to some of these albums so kevin <laughs> federline's playing with fire right it's got a 15 out of 100 aggregate review score it's like the next lowest is little wayne's rebirth which is at 37 so this is like the worst album by double like it's really bad And it is. I listen to it and it's trash. But I wouldn't call it objectively trash. If you're a a jumped up 16-year-old white boy wearing a fitted cap, fitted red cap. Like this would be Fred Durst's album when he was 16. Like you might like it. You might be like, yeah, man, talk that shit, K-Fed. Like, so 
But then the next album on it is Rebirth, uh, which is 37 out of 100. I like that album. Then it's Dummy Boy by 6 9 And do you know what? I like that album. Then it's In My Defense by Iggy Azalea. I like that album. So it's really hard to say something is objectively trash. The only thing I will say, my version of what objective trash is, is if something is damaging to humanity. Like if you're putting some horrible racist bullshit out there, I think uh, it's really hard to see that with albums. I don't see a lot of albums that are just really maybe i'm not 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 listening to them or maybe i'm missing them maybe there's some in in a genre that i'm not listening to but the only way i think something is objectively trash it's usually something a politician says like donald trump is objectively trash like someone like that but you can't you can't ever call an album and and people do and this is my issue people always like yeah that's trash and it it, it kind of like is is not so great not not only to the artist but the fans of that art, artist it's like uh, you know what are you what are you doing? You you don't have any knowledge. Why are you listening to this album or this artist? Like, why do you even like it? That's we we don't like that album, and so you can't like it either. And I have a problem with that because I, I think that's gatekeeping, and I don't think that's fair. And so yeah, my version of trash is, you know, it's completely different. You heard it last week with Taylor Swift. Like, we all have our own version of what trash is, but it's it's so unfair to like throw it across. And, and to, like, state it as fact. Like, it's like, okay, this album... Like, Nostradamus, like, this album is trash. It isn't. It's like you can say, I think this album is trash. That's fine. I have I don't have a problem with that. I mean, well, let's just get one thing out of the way. And I'm going to say what everyone else is thinking. Ben, your opinion, your your your, your taste of music is trash. I'm it is pretty trash, um, man. It so... is pretty trash sometimes. <sighs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm putting you a leg. But um yeah, I think you put it quite succinctly. Um, you know, we there there are a lot of people that just use it very, very just uh, uh what's the word, liberally. And you know, I'm trying to think of how I use it in just uh, in, in this particular moment. And I think most of the time I actually just say whack, but why why I mean when I usually mean that I just mean that uh, I just didn't rate it. <laughs> it's whack. Didn't rate it. Um, and I usually use trash more for people's opinions on things because some people just have some outrageous opinions. And I'm just like, yeah. I mean, using your uh, using your framework for what trash is, the definition of it is just. I think that opinion is trash. Like that, that opinion is terrible. That's a terrible opinion. And let's be real. In in hip hop circles, there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of terrible opinions out there. So. Uh, there's a lot of times where I'm just looking at someone's opinion and just going, "Why that's trash. <laughs> that needs to go in the bin. That's a terrible, that's a terrible opinion. But um, in terms of music and, you know, I'm not going to respond to the, 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 the albums you suggested because I've listened to any of them. So I don't really have an opinion on them. I'll just take, I'll just take people's word for it, you know. And uh, I mean, this is kind of my thing, isn't it, where it comes to what I listen to. Um, I try not to listen to things. Uh, I, I either don't think I'll rate. You know, it's kind of I, I, I value my time in that way. Where I feel like I'm gonna listen to this out because I, di- I haven't listened to uh, the IDK album, and the reason why I didn't listen to it is just simply I just haven't really found a reason to. Mm. And nobody's given me a reason to. Oh, oh, you know what? You need to listen to this IDK guy, and I've seen his name about. I've probably listened to a few songs with this feature on it. I'm not really sure. I can't really name any off the top of my head. 
But yeah, it's even in that case, I haven't really found a reason. Even with Earth Gang, I didn't really find the reason until maybe sometime last year where I heard a couple of features from them and I was just like, yeah, mm, yeah these guys are cool. These guys are cool. I rate their I rate their voices. They remind they reminded me a lot of Flatbush Zombies in a in a way and uh that's kind of why I gravitated towards them for a bit. But yeah, going back to what trash is, I mean, for me, I kind of share your uh, share your opinion on the frameworking of what trash should be, you know, in terms of uh, of just objectively, um, if 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 a, if an album just doesn't give anything or just negatively shines something that we shouldn't really be, uh, I guess, applauding. Um, but even in that case, I find that a bit, uh, I guess, um, I, 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 I find that a bit rare. To be honest, I don't really see a the, the, the most of the albums that come that come through uh, that come through my uh, netting or or wire are really things like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I guess in that case, there's no reason using that framework. There's no reason yeah. for me to be using the word trash, but I always find a way to find <laughs> to find trash. And I think for me. Uh, it's when it comes to people's opinions on certain things, and that's when I that's when I start to use the words. So uh, I guess that's how that's my frameworking for it. Yeah, this is one hundred percent true, man. It's like we just have to have our own framework, and and the the thing that I found interesting, we're going to get into some of these statistics now because, well, first I want to say first thing I want to say because let's we, dive on the, in the, the issue. <laughs> I thought about this really hard, and I'm like. Because you see some artists all over your timeline all the time and, and we talk about outlets, we talk about engagement and we have to also remember who is driving the narrative behind a lot of this music. Now, if we're looking at like rare cases, like let's talk mm. about the Griselda boys. There's no label behind them. I mean, she, they're signed to Shady, but Shady doesn't do any. We already know Shady's never done anything for anyone. Like maybe back in the mid two thousands, they got Obi Trice on, but that was basically because Eminem was on all over his first two albums. But Griselda built up a really organic following, so much so that with less followers than me, yeah. they were getting a lot more engagement. Like people were super engaged. And then I have noticed that. We're being like, the narrative is being controlled by major labels who are, I guarantee you, paying outlets. And so for those bottom five reviewed albums uh, from since 2001, K-Fed, Lil Wayne, 6 9 Iggy, and Shwayze, four of those five albums were independent, right? Now, the top five albums, the top five mm. reviewed albums, all five of them were for major labels. Now, I'm not saying they're bad out. Al- they're, they're not top five albums, but it is a bit scary when I see like all these independent albums in this bottom 20. And I'm like, I noticed this with review scores specifically around, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring him up. I'm going to bring up logic because this one was freaking crazy. Like confessions of a dangerous mind came out this year, right? Uh, You probably, people probably forgot, like it it Mm. did come out this year and it sold quite a lot. It went number one. It has the 65, uh, aggregate review score, professional review score. It has a 36 user review score. Okay, like that's a lot of users saying mm. this album is trash. If we look at Drake's Scorpion, it has a professional score of 67 and a user score of 38. Like there's a huge disconnect and this is the issue I have is 
I'm, I'm trying to put my finger on it. I'm trying to like explain it as best I can. Um, our opinions are not always ours, and we have to remember that. We have to remember that every piece of news we're getting, unless we sit down and we listen to an album and we don't read any reviews, we don't read any tweets, we don't read any like reactions, which is so hard in today's landscape, we can't form a fully like independent opinion on it. We don't know if it's really trash or if it's if like uh, if it is actually bad and we're just being like it's being smashed at us, smashed at us. You know, I always thought about this with um with really successful songs that you hear on the radio all the time. And it's not so much that they're good. Like ten years later, you listen back, you're like you get all nostalgic. It's not necessarily that it's good. It's just comfortable because it like soundtracked a whole year of your life because someone paid for it to be on the radio every single day six times. And so it's like this this like repetition becomes comfortable. And so like it gets super messy and that's what I don't like about people just saying things are trash. And yeah, I just have I just have a huge issue with it. I just I remember a more pure time. And and I'm going to sound like an old head here, but when I first discovered Mad Villainy, I didn't discover it through the internet. I didn't discover it via a blog or via someone giving it a good review or via Twitter or it was trending or anything like that. I don't even remember how I discovered it. I probably saw it on LimeWire and downloaded it and I'd heard of MF Doom before. He might have been on a feature on another album and I listened to it and I'm like, you know what? This is a really great album. And then five years later, I discovered it was a classic and that's the way that I like people to discover music but it's so it's almost impossible to do that now because algorithms are like, it's just messy as hell is what I'm trying to say and it's really hard to say something is trash. Like really freaking hard. Yeah, um, I mean you can't you you, you kind of get any conspiracy theory there. <laughs> just, you know me, man. Just a little bit. You know me, the pro- that, proletariat that podcast. Like, uh, oh, the four out of five were independents. The well, top five that's just, that's were majors. What does that statistic. tell you? That's a genuine statistic. Like, look, Logic's album was not good. Come on, guys, we can't say that that was a good. Look, there might be some people out there who like that album. Okay, good. I'm really proud of you for liking that album. It's not a. 65. Oh, I know people. Trust me. It's not a 65. It is a 3.6 out of 10. It's not good. Okay, it's a bad album. So I guarantee chances the big day will be the same. I haven't run those numbers, but you talk and I'll get those numbers up. It'll be a similar disparity. Well, let's, let's, let's talk. Well, let's, let me let me set that up then, since you're gonna get numbers on the big day. So you know, obviously we did the episode on the whole on the whole freaking album and finding out why it was not good, <laughs> and you know, it, it is it is kind of. I, I do understand where you're coming from, obviously, all jokes aside, in terms of um, how <coughs> maybe um, we, our thoughts about it are being influenced. I was actually just looking around the, uh, for my, uh, my... I have, like, a list of all the all the projects I've listened to, um, just for just for note-keeping for when I do my uh, end-of-year list. But I didn't listen to Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. And I'm kind of trying to think back as to why I didn't. And I I don't I don't know why I don't I don't really remember why I didn't listen to it. Did I have time? Maybe not. It's trash. Sure, but <laughs> there you go. I don't really have a I didn't really have I don't now have a reason to uh, listen to it. You know, if it sometimes I'm just like I'm just very ruthless with. It. I'm just going if it ain't gonna be in my top ten, then I don't really 
we're not really going to find time for it. And that's mm-hmm. and yeah. that's the case for some albums uh, for me. Uh, and, and you know, that's kind of I guess the partly kind of I guess good thing about some uh, about some uh, when it comes to ma- major labeling. Uh, conspiracy theory about uh you know heavy advertising and just you know and uh constantly plugging into people's faces sometimes i just see the fact that it's there and then i look on the comments and then nobody likes it i'm like mm. oh, well, well you know sometimes sometimes i'm just sometimes i'm actually fine with not listening to it to be completely honest if there are if there are people that you know want to tell me that it's great and stuff like that, and then make a case for me to listen to, and then sure, go then fine. If you want to make the case for me, make the case for me. But um, that's just how it goes sometimes in terms of how, in terms of my listening taste. But going back to uh, the big day, um, that could, that is a that is kind of a that is an interesting. I, I don't want to say. Well, it's not an outlier, it kind of fits your <laughs> independent conspiracy theory thing, but everyone knew the big day was coming. And I think that's the that's the outlier, isn't it? The fact that everyone knew it was coming. The fact that Kevin Fedline's album, you know, most people know who he is, well, or don't, or know for the or know for the reason that that particular album was absolutely terrible, uh, objectively, not subjectively, because... <laughs> No way in hell I'm listening to that, but, but you know it is it is kind of in the uh, a, a similar realm. I get well actually in a different realm because I don't know the 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 hype towards Kevin Federline. I don't know if like uh, he did one was, great feature and people wait. It was low. <laughs> I know this. Is, I know this is how it would happen. I know this is how it went down. It's not like he dropped uh, three good mixtapes and then yes. and then suddenly dropped the debut album like Charles yeah, did. No, but um. No. You know, it is it is kind of a different thing, but um, you know, the fact that it was the big day was the independent thing, uh, and the hype, like like we said in the episode, it was it was partly because of the hype, and you know, and, and that's just how that's just how it goes in terms of some bad album. Sometimes it's considered bad because people had expectations for something, and it just didn't fulfill their expectations. That industry plant thing really. I have no idea what an industry plant is, but people have been saying it about Chance his whole career. And, you know, he did that deal with Apple. Uh, I think, you know, I tweeted out that it was the, I think it was the second self-released top five album this decade. Uh, but even when I said that, I'm like, look, these is this is the information we have at hand, but I'm pretty sure this is not correct because I really think that Chance is not in his, like, studio by himself paying for all his own studio time paying for all his own promotion like that just seems really unlikely to me but the i was 100 percent correct the the professionals gave it 72 out of 100 and the users gave it 43 like when there's a huge disparity like that it really concerns me i'm kind of like what's going on here like i don't know i you know you say we say mm-hmm. it's a conspiracy theory but how how long like how much information do we have to have proving it possibly true before we say, okay, this is not so much a conspiracy theory, this is just pretty possible. And I think I think it's genuine, man. Like, I really do think that uh, there's, there's one bastion of this which I, I guarantee don't take money, and that's DJ Booth. Like, I'm 100% sure they don't, and I really respect them for that. Uh, but I've spoken to people in the industry behind the scenes, and they've told me similar things that that is the direction I should go in if I want to monetize. 
So I'm just going to put that out there and say, yeah, it's it's happened to me. I've had those conversations. Um, and I haven't done that, obviously. But it's very, very enticing. I can understand why outlets might <clears throat> decide to go down that route. But maybe we should have a look at some mm. individual specific albums from artists because there are some artists i would i would really like to have a look at some of the legacy artists who have really long bodies of work and great longevity and have a look at some of their quote unquote trash albums and how they sit within that discography so we can we can debate it a little bit and talk about it and we've already spoken about a couple of these artists but we might as well start on nas because I honestly don't think there's a trash album in there. Mm. But the funny thing about Nazir was that the professionals gave it a 58, but users scored it a 78. And one thing I noticed a lot was when I posted about Nazir, the response was, you know, 75% positive. People were like, it's way underrated, it's overhated. So, you know, it's hard to call that trash but people will i know you will i know you will it's the same with nostradamus people will call that trash but i really like that album um i don't see any other i don't see any real trash in nas's discography do you i didn't call nas trash i called it underwhelming you said you weren't even <laughs> going to mention it you said it should be in the trash can i remember the episode you're like we ranked we ranked his albums and you ranked it trash. Yeah, can. I, told, I called it the project that shall not be named. Yeah, doesn't you put mean, it in the trash. I called it trash. <laughs> you put it in the trash can. I remember that, man. You put it in the damn trash can. Stand on it. Stand on it. You gotta stand on it, man. <laughs> I called it underwhelming, Ben. I called it underwhelming. <laughs> oh, I see. I see what the vibes are. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> but yeah, do you see anything? Do you see anything in Nas's like? Could could some conceivably could someone like Nas drop no. a trash album? No, because if we're if people, this is the problem, isn't it? That people see it in different scopes. Um, so people want to see people will see it from you know, you know when it's the same. It's the same as um when I a few episodes ago when I mentioned like there are. You know there are classic classics, and then there are artist classics. You know, yeah. there's the there's the there's the blueprint, and then there's some, and then there's the uh, I don't know the uh, American uh, gangster. I don't know in my lifetime, whatever whatever you consider a Jay Z classic. You know there are different types of classic there, and I think there are different types of how people distinct the uh, distinct trash albums. Now you can. Uh, <clears throat> It was. Uh, I can. I can either confirm or deny uh, the fact that I called Nazi a trash, um, but people would see that as a trash Nas album, not a trash album. Do you know mm. what I mean? I think that's how people you. scope it, I and they. You. And obviously, people just. People just like like we like we keep saying like we've said the episode, for most of this episode. People just throw trash around like you know that's just the word. If you don't like it, trash, trash, whack, trash. Um, it's just how it, it's just how it is, and they don't contextualize it in in that way because why would you? It's Twitter. Who gives a shit? Just <laughs> just put a quote tweet going trash. That's that's, that's how it, that's how it goes uh, in in the IG comments as well. And they just put it in super bluntly but if you really want to contextualize it there is a what you call a artist trash album and then there's the objectively trash yeah, album. that's a great you know point. That, that yep. people need to that. make that distinction but yep. people just don't because they, that's just how that's just how they see they listen to the album and they just like 
They just make the decision right there. They don't say, hmm, is this a terrible album overall? Or is it just a terrible album near discography? You know, <laughs> they're, they're not they're not think piecing this. <laughs> no, nobody's think piecing it like that uh, in, in terms of just the average listener. Nobody's doing that. So, um, I mean, yeah. So I, I don't really consider. I, I think I said it when we did the Nas episode. I don't. I don't really. I don't mind Nas dramas. I don't. I don't mind it. I can see why people wouldn't like it, but I didn't mind it. Um, the album that should not be named, which I've already named several times. You know, it was. It was horribly underwhelming for me it, was, it really was and that's just how that's just how I see it you know I'm not gonna label it trash uh, if I if I have then I'll take it back but I assure you that I haven't but um we we'll, we'll we'll see when I when someone listens back and just go ah you did say it two minutes uh, 20 minutes and three seconds in uh yeah cheers guys I think it might be on there but hopefully but, nobody's you know, like an agent like that for our <laughs> for the fans of the show <laughs> I think it might be on there so I don't know man I don't know I just we'll just let the fans do that we'll let the followers do that um well if you want to go listen back to the Nas episode and call me out then go ahead it's, it's fine do you so my question is like what because I've got all these artists here right I've got all these artists I've got you know uh Snoop Dogg in front of me I've got we spoke about Common last week and Universal Mind Control which got like a 53 because all I can really go off with a lot of these artists because uh, because there was no Twitter around when this stuff was coming out, like we weren't all tapped into this kind of collective consciousness where we're all talking about an album together. So you know, in the '90s and 2000s, it's like there's no real there's no real giant conversation for me anyway. I know there was happening in America, uh, but from Sydney, I, I wasn't involved in those conversations. So I've got like Eminem, I've got Jay Z, I've got Snoop Dogg, uh, I've got Common. Who, like, Busta, LL, like, have any of these artists actually dropped a truly trash project, in your view? Like, when we, not an artist trash project, I mean garbage. Like, yeah, let's let's not listen to that again. <laughs> um, I guess, to keep up with my, to keep up with my, uh, the hypothesizing of uh, what, uh, how people contextualize trash. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they do. I, I I really don't think they do. I think they have albums that didn't fit, either didn't fit them, uh, into or how people see them, and they go that doesn't fit because uh, they because people have done a lot a lot of that with Snoop Dogg. You know they see the they see the gospel album. They're like he's not gospel, so trash. You know they see reincarnation. Mm. He's not reggae, so trash. You know that's that's, that's how sometimes do it. people do it. They've done, they do it a lot with LL Cool J. Um, they see him doing the uh, full on. Uh, I forgot the particular album, but like uh, there are some ways just gone completely out of his you know realm, and it's just and people just get trash and you know, uh, Commons Universal Mind Control. You know it's just like mm, uh, uh, sonically it's different, I guess, but he's still in the sim- similar lyrics. So I don't really see how that could be labelled as trash, but yeah, I, th- I really do think that it's just um, how people s- perceive the artist most of the time, and they just see that particular album in question, whatever it is, and they're just like, that doesn't fit their persona, I uh, so that means it's trash, most yeah. of the time anyway. For something like The Dogfather, I guess that was, um, I guess that was more about what the time what what was happening at the time 
But um, yeah, most of the time, I think it's just how people perceive the artist, and they're just like, that's not that's not how they are. So in my in my in my utopian mind, so trash. <laughs> yeah, something that really hit at home for me was listening to Kid Cudi's discography uh, for some stuff I was doing for work and. Speeding Bullet to Heaven, you know. I Speeding Bullet to, to Heaven? I listen to it, man, and mm. look, it's not trash. I'm just going to put it out there. There's some garbage on it. Those <laughs> uh, those Beavis and Butthead skits are intolerable, like really intolerable. You, uh, what, what were you thinking? Like, I know you were taking acid, but what were you doing? And then, and then there was a second disc. So when mm. these statistics come out that I've been working on for Kid Cudi, you will see why that second disc hurt me, like really, really hurt my soul. I'm like, no, please, because I had to listen to every second of that music. But the the first half of that album is not is not that bad. Now, what I will say with regards to, because I did say the word objective trash at the start, and I said anything that's, you know, like criminal or dangerous to humanity or like, you know, super racist or... The one thing I will say is that Jay-Z does have two objectively trash albums in his discography. And I'm not laying this at anyone's feet. I don't know what the what the energy was back in the early 2000s when he recorded those two R. Kelly albums. But they're unlistenable in 2019. <laughs> they genuinely are, man. Like I've got them both on vinyl. Uh, I've even got Best of Both Worlds on cassette tape. Why? Because... <laughs> Because I'm a super duper Jay Z like stand fanatic. Like I was a you know I was a teenager and I really loved album artwork and I loved having albums that I, of artists I liked around me. And so you know in the early 2000s I bought that shit man. I copped it on vinyl and I bumped it. But you can't listen to that garbage now because the way R Kelly is singing on those songs is just creepy as hell. You know obviously the listening public i certainly had no idea what was going on with r kelly back when i bought those albums i just thought he was just a an r&b singer a really good r&b singer but going back to those albums is impossible it's like there's a song called like sex on there it's like no man come on what the fuck is this like it's not possible to listen to that music anymore and so we can say that objectively r kelly's music is trash because it's just criminal like now that we know what he's been doing, he needs to be in jail for a really, really freaking long... He needs to be in jail for the rest of his life, not a really long time. But it just makes his... And, you know, Dave Chappelle, we spoke about him last week. He always talks about... um, uh, What's the what's his crazy... If I, I Believe I Can Fly, is that R. Kelly's big song? Um, R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. and he's like... Yeah, he's like one, I guess. He really struggles with the fact that R. Kelly did that stuff, but also created... I believe I can fly. I'm like, I don't struggle with that at all. I'm not gonna freaking listen to that, man. This guy's garbage. I don't wanna hear any lyrics from this guy. I don't wanna I don't wanna even think about where those lyrics came from. Like that's freaking horrible. So there is some objective trash in Jay Z's back catalogue, which is he even said it, um there was an interview he did with Angie Martinez, uh, and it was it was just after the the first R. Kelly tape came out that he went to court over and I have no idea what ended up happening with that, to be honest. I disengaged from that. Um, but he said he really didn't like the fact that that happened because they were, well, obviously the fact that it happened because it's fucking horrible for that to even happen 
but he said those albums were fire and he's like i can't play it we could we couldn't go on tour on that first album because no one was fucking with it because of what had happened with r kelly in his court case and uh yeah man you just yeah there's objective trash so there is objective trash in jay-z's back catalog but i will say on those other artists ll cool j had that accidental racist song with brad paisley that's freaking trash man like that's that's bad like that was just what what were you doing i can understand why he hasn't released an album in six years because that was traumatic and we all need time to overcome that and to to get get into therapy and and calm ourselves down listen to radio uh listen to go go just really get back to the ll basics because even though um accidental races wasn't on uh ll's 2013 album authentic it still was trashed and panned like he didn't even put the worst song he'd released that year on the album and everyone still dragged it. So that's pretty close to, to to saying that one of these artists has like a truly trash album in their discography. But apart from that, man, you know, Jay-Z's got Magna Carta, Holy Grail. It's not a great album, but it's not trash. Someone today said Kingdom Come was trash. It's not, man. It's got Beast Chair on it. It's got some good, it's got Lost Ones. I don't think, same with Nazia. Show me, show me how you got this a banger. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, someone was being like saying it was super corny. He's kind of corny when he does that stupid wave when he's on the boat. I'm I'm doing it right now. I wish we had a YouTube channel, and people could see me doing the stupid <laughs> wave that he was doing. It's like, bro, what were you doing, man? And, and he, he's, he's he's got. I, it's funny because I know exactly. I can see you doing it. It's wild. Like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing, Jay? And he's like, 30s and you 20. No, it's not. No, it's not. Just relax. 30s fine. It's okay to be 30, man. Andre came in with a, on the remix oh, of that, God. and he, he he didn't try and euthanize himself. Euthanize, that's a terrible... <laughs> that's actually a word. I was trying to, like, say he made himself youthful again, but that's actually a fucking word. But, um, yeah, man, nah. It's, but Nazi, like, it's got Cop Shot the Kid. It's got some, it's got some good tracks. Like, yeah, man, I, I can't see, apart from those two J albums, and, and those were circumstances that were hopefully... I really fucking hope, Jay-Z, because you're really testing everyone's patience right now. Every Jay-Z fan, we are really freaking struggling with what you're doing, bro. So just dial it back, and I really hope you didn't know what was going on in R. Kelly's personal life when you recorded those albums, because you're close to getting cancelled, my friend. <laughs> just tread really lightly right now. So yeah, man, that's, that's as close as it comes Whoa. to objective trash in those. Come on, man. Like, we're not going to get into it, but wow. like, ugh. It's a C Megan word. Trainer, Oof. Megan Trainer, Oof. No. He, no, he no, 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 not Megan Trainer, bro. Like, just, just, just dial it back a lot. What's wrong with Megan Trainer, bro? <laughs> why am I, why am I instigating? Why am I instigating? Don't okay. get into it. It's a 20 minute conversation. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing, I don't know why I'm doing this. ain't the light, though. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. So, um, yeah, there's, there's. I don't know where really where to go for that because you just went you that. just went everywhere for that. But, um, yeah, man, sorry. Yeah, I that. think um, I think the I think the thing that uh, what was what was it actually? Uh, I had a, I had a final thought here. But, oh yeah, so I wanted to I wanted to like link this to like um how some people enjoy terrible films or just oh, watch yeah. terrible films. Yeah, and it's very I I, I don't really. Uh, I'm mean, okay. I I know because I have friends, right? That uh, I actually I went to a um 
I had a, I had a link up with my mates a few few weeks ago, and you know one of them uh, one of them's a big Chance fan, and he knows that he knows that a big day wasn't good, right? And easy, uh, but <laughs> while we while we were there, he had the, he had the speaker on Bluetooth, and he just decided to put a hot shower on, and I was just like. Oh. <laughs> Come on, bro! Stop! Stop! Oh, dude! Just, just don't piss me off! Don't skip! Skip! Just, just skip! And he was like, he was, he was like, you know, trying to be. He was that like he was enjoying it, and you know, he 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 was enjoying the fact that I was squirming. That's basically That's what's fair. going on. That's but yeah, fair. this is this is kind of it's very it's, it's this is another I guess dimension to it where people just enjoy listening to really terrible shit sometimes, and um, <clears throat> I don't want to. No, should I? Nah, that's, that's I won't bother naming, but um. No, say, yeah, say, go. I think man, there's kind of a, a thing say with it. that as well. Uh, well, okay, come on, guys. Zach Fox ain't that good. Like, I get it. Okay. I get it. It's meme. Yeah. It's meme shit. But come yeah. on, stop. It's just, it's Fair just, it, it kind of, it, it's, it's kind of a calm down kind of thing. Same with uh, the Doja Cat Moo song. I was like, okay, guys, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny the first time. Not the 20 millionth. Okay, stop sharing. Yeah. It. Okay. It's not funny. But yeah, it's kind of, it's similar to that. Um, uh, in terms of that, and I, I think that's just another dimension that is worth looking at in terms of why people uh, label stuff as yeah. uh, either either trash or just um, or what or however they want to uh, label it, because sometimes it's just fun to just listen to some terrible shit. <laughs> sometimes it's fun to watch some really uh, a really terrible film or a TV show. Sometimes you know or, or a YouTube video. That's why. That's why we sometimes we just like garbage. You people love reality TV so much, and I just wonder why. I, I just don't have the time for it. But then again, I can watch a really, I can watch a really stupidly funny uh, YouTube video that is just really terrible, but it's just mad yeah. funny to watch. And that's just how we do it. So you know, there is a, there is a, I guess a, I don't want to say a market for 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 trash or for or for terrible stuff. But there kind of is, you know, in ter- and ju- just in, just in terms of what we, what we, what we find funny or what we enjoy uh, in our lives. But going back to the original uh, point or the original uh, uh, source of this whole episode, you know, we do use trash just, you know, extremely, extremely liberally. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that we need to add context to it because, well, while we should, we no one, nobody's gonna, <laughs> nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna say this is trash. But I do mean trash in the sense of dot dot dot. Nobody's gonna do that. No, nobody's gonna do that. No. So unless they, unless they want to write about it, but you know, nobody's gonna do that on Twitter or IG or Facebook comments or Reddit or or someone Slack chat or uh, WhatsApp groups. You know, nobody's gonna do that. I'm just gonna say trash, and that's how that's that's just that's just how it is. But um, you know, I think there is context to it, and I think we've explored a little bit of that. But yes, <laughs> the trash is just used way too liberally. It's just one of those words, I guess. Same with classic. Uh, same with goat. Mm. I mean, mm. I use goat. I think I I think I use goat really pretty. Um, I probably I use it okay. liberally, but I, I mean it. Okay. I guess I think I think I'm okay. I think I'm in, I think I'm in the realm. I mean it. When yeah, I call Kareem right. the goat, he is the goat. When I call Lewis Hamilton the goat, he is the goat. But yeah, um, uh, but yeah. When I call Kendrick the goat, he is the goat. Just a stick it to well, hip hop. Yeah, but yeah, that's objective. Um, that's just that's just how it goes. But yeah, we just use we just love using words liberally, and trash is just one of those, I guess. But um, it's it was, it's always fun to. Ex- uh, I found this episode fun to explore. Uh, I thought it was uh, kind of fun to look at. Yeah, just to sum up, that was a really great point about music that 
we kind of listened to ironically, I think the the king of that was exactly little, ironically afterward. The king mm. of it was Little B. Like, and the funny thing about Little B is, oh that yeah, there will be so many people who out there will just go, uh, yeah. But honestly, man, some of his music was truly incredible. I'm Gay is one of the greatest freaking albums I've ever listened to in my life. It's so beautiful. And that he's lyrical on it. He's existential. He's asking like genuine questions. He's socially conscious. Like it's a beautiful album. Uh, but then he put out like it just, you know, tracks that um, when, when I first got into Little B, uh, I was dating someone who was just not into hip hop at all. So I would just send her random little B videos of like, you know, fuck Kevin Durant or something like that. And she'd just be like, what the hell is this guy? Like, but it was so, it wasn't even bad. Was it good? I don't know. Who knows? It was just enjoyable. And that's the thing. It was just enjoyable. I don't care if it was good or bad. He was just a genius at it. But you know, it's the same when I listen to Fact by Eminem. It's like, that song's pretty funny, man. It's so bad, but it's actually funny. I'm like, bro, what is this song? So I think it's a genuine thing. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it's a sustainable career. I don't think anyone's going to uh, have five albums of trash mm-hmm. that everyone's like, you know, going back to over and over again, where I think it's probably similar with movies, but it's definitely the tr- the opposite with TV shows where... There's just garbage out there that people really like. Uh, I'm actually going to see my friend Catherine today, yeah. and she's the queen of garbage television. Like, she will just watch any piece of, like, the worst crap she can find. And we're sitting on her couch, and I'm like, look, I can't do this, Catherine. I've got to leave, man. It's really nice hanging out with you, but I can't sit here and watch uh, Married at First Sight or Naked First Date or some garbage like that. It's like, it's really horrible. <sighs> Uh, but I Lord. find that more that's much more sustainable. Like people really like that stuff, and I can understand you want to like switch off. You don't want to engage in it too much. Uh, but that was just my point on that. I think this is an interesting episode to look into. Uh, I wrote at the end of my notes, it's like let's redefine or let's give it a new word. And I just think it's you just say I think it's not that great. I think it's not trash. Oh, I think it's trash. Sorry, I just say that. You know, I think rather than just. And I think Chance got pretty upset about the response to his album. And whilst I didn't agree with the way that he went about expressing that uh, that distress that he was feeling, you know, I thought that was a really horrible thing to do. Um, I understand it, man. Like a lot of people were just saying, this is trash, this is garbage. Like it must hurt to mm. hear that. And, and as a creator, when I've been uh, targeted... Not targeted, I want to say that because when you put stuff out online, you have to expect people to have an opinion on it, especially on Twitter. When people have dragged me and said that my stuff's trash, I do understand where Chance is coming from. I would much prefer them to explain why. Why do you think this is trash? Because I can't do anything with that word. If you say it's trash, what what can I do with that? Do you want me to just stop doing that forever? It's not constructive. It doesn't help. It doesn't work. And so... Yeah, man. I don't think we're gonna change the tide, uh, but yeah, we need to. We need to. Yeah, not 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 take it so seriously, man. It's like instant classic. It's just yeah, you're right. It's an oxymoron. It's like yeah, not take it too seriously. <laughs> seriously, like I, 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 that's ugh. even albums I like, like some of the is is the classic. I'm like, ugh, why? Why do you say that? Yeah, don't don't, so don't say, say that. that. But anyway, that. <laughs> we shall we shall we shall uh, finish there and get to a lighter note. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, um, 
I just wanted to pitch something right quick, actually. So yeah. I've been thinking the past couple of days, um, I was just listening to the ice I listened to. I was just listening to my record rotation. And I was just uh, I was just wondering, is there such a thing as a, as a quintessential, uh, put artist name here, song? You know what I mean? So when you, I think I think this is like when you listen to an artist, right? Or when you or when you say someone's uh, an art, when someone says to you an artist's name, do you think of a song that is quintessentially them? Like it just encapsulates mm. who they are in a nutshell in in like one song. And and if that's the case, can you can they have several of them, or can they have a quintessential album? You know what I mean? So I've just always want I've just uh, had that thought recently, and I just wanted to put it to you, just uh, just in I don't know, just uh, just a pitchy, I guess. That's really interesting. I think it's definitely possible. I think uh, to have one quintessential song would imply that it's quite a one-dimensional artist. You know, you're not going to get. Uh, you might say something like "Roses" by Outkast when it's not a one-dimensional artist where you would say okay. if you want to know what outcast is but then you need andre rapping on it and he doesn't rap on it but big boy does um it's really hard i'm, I'm thinking jay-z immediately <laughs> and there's like five i'm thinking nas has got to be like five uh eminem it, it, well nas has a quintessential it, album really isn't it Automatic. i think that's a quintessential album from being thing, real well the thing about nas is that i can't i wouldn't call it because what, what do we say? What is quintessential? Like, what is the definition of that? What What would you say? What when you say quintessential? Okay, let me what let me mean? let me Google it right quick. Hang on, I got it. Well, up here. For, oh. well, let's uh, well the definition is representing the most perfect or typical example of a quality or class. So I guess in my context, I'm saying a quintessential uh, insert is name here song or album is like the the song or album that just encapsulates everything they are about so mm. if we're okay let's go with like common that we did last that we obviously covered last week right i think he has at least two quintessential songs i think the light and i think uh, uh, and i used to love her i think yeah, those yeah. are his i think those are two quintessential songs of commons of commons uh discography that that explains if you want to know common this is who this is who common is and they put and they i think they both uh, uh encapsulate him like it has the lyrics it has the it has the soul to it it has the you know just um just the essence i guess and uh, i think that's kind of just where i'm getting at not in terms of like you know uh, these you know spotify playlists where it just goes this is this artist no. you know not not like that more more no, refined more agree. boiled down just like nailing it down to like like one or two or three you know however many songs you think that you consider that that song to be like when you listen to this artist this is quintessential uh, to them this is this is who they are so uh, a, a recent example i think rich brian's kids i think that's quintessential rich brian okay is yeah. is saying like where he comes from is saying like what he why he raps you know it's just like it's, it's labeling his ambitions he talks about uh 88 rising you know it's, it's just it's just quintessential rich brian and like i think that's kind of where i'm getting at and i think that's a example you can chew on I like that because I think quintessential in this sense is going to mean we look at an artist as a whole and we look at all their the qualities that uh, make up their artistry and then we look for a project or a song that incorporates the majority or even all of those elements. And 
to boil it, like it's all right for Rich Brian, I think, because he's only got a couple of albums. But if we were to boil an entire career down to one song, I would say that's not the most diverse mm. career. We might be able to do that for someone like 50 Cent, where we could say in the club because it's hard-edged, it's gangster, uh, it's poppy. Um, or we might even say, you know, just yeah. he, he might sing a little bit on it. Like he, it's not the most diverse artist in the world. Great artist, like the the music he made was great. But with Nas, that's why I would struggle with a song. Mm. With Common, I would put maybe The People. Uh, I used to love her, of course, but then maybe The People. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. Like, yeah, it, it is a hard thing to do. I think you're right. With There might be like five or six songs for some artists where, you know, even with Jay, it's hard to give an, a quintessential album because he kind of like goes in so many different directions. Maybe The Black Album. With Nas, yeah, Illmatic, yeah. but he has he has yeah. he has gone into different directions post Illmatic that I've really liked. Like I do like his pop direction, um, but yeah, it's an interesting thought, man. A lot of people talk about that stuff, so I, I think it's possible. I think it's definitely possible. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I just I just had I just had the thought, and I was just uh, I just found it. <coughs> excuse me. I just found it worth a worth it worth a shout. Not worth an episode or anything, but just worth a shout. No. Well, just before we go. Uh, I do want to ask very briefly because I don't really know how I feel about this, but the Jay-Z and NFL thing, I know you know football. Just a quick, what do you think's going on here, man? Um, well, I haven't watched American football in a, in like a few years uh, just simply because I just, I just don't really see it as a sustainable sport. But, um, okay, okay. Uh, I do keep I do keep up with American sports obviously, but I just don't watch it like you know day, from week to week. But yeah. Um, yeah, I did have a I did have a thought recently about it, and I'm just trying to okay. So uh, I don't know if you guys have seen in the news that uh, there was there's a there was a Twitter uh, account I think it's called like Resist Programming. I think Resist was spelled differently. But um, they did like a, a tweet thread about a about an organization or a foundation or whatever you want to call it that uh, that the inspired the inspire change initiative that the NFL has gave money to and after looking at their Twitter account and their history like the CEO of it or the head of it uh, the, some some woman's like pictures of um, her a white woman just to say is cutting off dreads of this uh, kid and stuff like this and. Uh, um and they say all lives matter uh, on one on one particular tweet and all those kind of um opinions that go with that and all that context i think the i think the new point i have on this and because i I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the deal initially came through on what's good so if you guys want to listen to that go listen to that but um i think the new thought i have towards this yeah yeah i think the new thought i have towards this is simply that there's there's a there's the people that uh people that mess with um rock nation or jay-z or whatever or even the ice that they have on so like obviously they did that mini that free concert with like vic mensa and rhapsody which is all well and good but i don't really see the meshing between the the uh the casual nfl fan and the casual mm person who messes with rock nation or jay-z or any of the artists that they or that they manage to put on to these particular events i don't really see a mesh there and i think that's the problem here uh, amongst amongst many other things that people have covered but i just find this a bit of a different way to think about it there is just a 
I don't, I don't, yeah, I just don't really see the NFL guy who goes to games, you know, goes to tailgate and, you know, and drinks Miller Light and all of that is also about talking about Jay-Z and going to these inspire change initiatives. You know, I don't really see that. And that's why, that's kind of why I don't feel this deal is kind of anything of worth other than maybe some entertainment, you know, uh, entertainment um leverage or or clout whatever you want to call it if 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 jay-z wanted to do all this if rock nation as a agency or whatever you want to call them or as an organization wanted to do this kind of stuff they really could have done it themselves and they could have like you know they could have just rounded up like a few local communities in certain cities and just you know give them money so they can just do their things because there are plenty and plenty of there are plenty of local communities around america that can they're doing the right things and the first one that they give money to just so happens yeah. to have a white woman leading was... and pictures of the, her cutting off dreads that was Ugh, that's just like, what a fumble like come on uh, to, to to quote some uh, nfl terminology what a fumble that is like how, how how of all the local communities in chicago that you pick that's the one you pick it doesn't really make sense so i think that's my thoughts on it in a, my my two week my fortnightly update on all this um mm. it's just uh, i just don't really find a connection towards the nfl people the per- the nfl person and the rock nation person there is no mesh there's no connection here and that's kind of just why i find it all to be a bit mute or moot yeah i'm 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 really struggling to form an opinion on it because i'm not of the culture i'm not in america but from I'm gonna give everyone like yeah. the the furthest away possible viewpoint because I'm living in Sydney and I'm white and I'm I don't watch American football. It looks bad. Okay, from where I'm sitting, it looks bad. It looks the the only when you just spoke, I agreed with everything you said. The only thing that resonated with me when what you said then with what Jay Z is doing was actually getting these hip hop artists in front of these NFL fans who. I don't know anything about the demographics of NFL fans, but if they are uh, tailgating and they're white and they're not really engaging in uh, hip-hop and African-American culture, that was the way that I learned about African-American struggle and oppression and racism was through hip-hop. So that's the only way I'm seeing it working at the moment is where you're going to get Meek Mill up there and he's such a great Mm. performer and he's going to drag people into that genre who had never even considered it before and had just dismissed it and are like, hang on a sec, man. And then you, Meek Mill is a great fit for that because he's a great performer. He has, he has hits on hits on hits and he's incredibly socially conscious and he's been through a lot of shit. If you start researching into Meek Mill's history, you realize he's been treated like absolute garbage by the system. That's the only way I'm seeing this work at the moment if if this is all that's going to happen if it's just going to be some concerts and that's what they're going to do it is i am speechless at what jay-z said in that that press conference about uh kaepernick because that's inexcusable you can't Mm -hmm. say that and then this is the change you're trying to inspire like what the frick are you doing man kaepernick uh, super brave like unbelievable like like you can't even fathom it you can't even fathom someone i'm watching ballers at the moment anyone who knows ballers with the rock and like 
These are Love it's ballers. so good, right? Love that show. But like you look at Ricky Jarrett, you look at uh Van Gosh Littlefield show. and you know, they're making a lot of money, right? But but they it's giving us an insight into these players' lives and and they have a lot of out expenses and, and output like people around them and they they're living this baller lifestyle. Think about Kaepernick taking that knee and just wiping that earning potential off the table for what he believed in and what he stood in, right? Yeah. You you can't... Okay. I'm going to get angry in a sec. I'm going to get really emotional and angry because you can't fucking it's okay. step on that. You can't step on that, man. You can't go into a press conference and say, yeah, that was then... But now we're gonna do. Now we're gonna in the present. We're gonna inspire change. We're gonna do something about that. But you're dismissing that, so you can have a freaking concert with Megan Trainer, who is just like when she was confronted with the racial appropriation around all about that base. She just said, "No, oh, it's not racial appropriation. It's just how I feel." Shut the fuck up. You don't know anything about what you're talking about. Sit down and listen. Like if people are saying this is racial appropriation, do some reading and work out why they're saying that. Don't just dismiss it off the rip. That's a very stupid thing to do. But if then Jay-Z is going to take the money from this and then donate it to that organization where a woman's cutting black kids' dreads off and saying it's a new start for them? No. No, man. And it's really hurting. And it's hurting me. Imagine me. It's hurting me. I'm not even... This doesn't even affect me. Imagine the people it really freaking affects. Imagine Kaepernick sitting at home watching this shit happen. It's a spit in his face. It's disgusting. I don't like it at all. And someone made a great point to me the other day in the Central Source Slack. It's like, now we start to look at Jay-Z's entire history with a new filter. And I'll tell you what, man, some of the shit he's done in the past looks Mm. shady as hell when we start to see... I don't know if I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what Jay Z's doing. And the thing that does scare me is he said those are Twitter conversations, as if he's just going to disengage with the collective consciousness and the way that people are speaking about this. It's like, well, I'm not going to listen to that. This is not Twitter. This is real, real life. Now I do understand that. I do understand that. But you do have to listen to the people, Jay. Like if they're universally rejecting this. Sit down and work out why. Because it's got to be... Like, this whole thing is to inspire change. And you want to inspire change not only in the NFL, in the people who watch the NFL, play the NFL. Like, the the ridiculous amount of people out there who just dragged Kaepernick for taking a knee. Those are the people you need to change as well. You need to uh, reduce their ignorance. You need to listen to what they have to say. And, And you need to, like move on what they're saying and move better because as you said this is a an epic fumble an epic fumble and he fumbled the title launch already but that was okay but this is like people's lives and and livelihoods and uh, it's just man i'm i'm hoping it doesn't end up as bad as it's freaking looking now but it's been three or four weeks of bullshit and it's not looking good man and i'm not listening to 444 right now i, I refuse to listen to that album because I can't listen to Jay-Z doing all this capitalist shit and then selling Kaepernick out for this. Like, you shouldn't be selling him out. You should be lifting him up and saying, you started this movement. You inspired this. Now we're going to bring you in. We're going to consult with you. We're going to build on what you did. And we're going to actually do some shit now. I'm not saying that Kaepernick didn't do shit. I'm not saying that at all. He definitely freaking did. He started the whole thing. He started this whole conversation. 
We wouldn't have even been having this conversation. But yeah, man, it looks freaking mm-hmm. funny under the light right now, and I'm not, I'm not fucking with any of this stuff. Like, it's really, uh, he needs to take a left turn from the direction he's going right now because it's looking dodgy as hell. Yeah, it's very murky. Um, just um, two uh, responses to that. Um, it's interesting when you talk about uh, the, you know, the groups, the the groups out that are meant, the group that I mentioned uh, in terms of like a uh, kind of dread and stuff. You know, in their Twitter bio was something like giving children's the tools to um to like get get themselves out of the situations there. Why is it always you know giving and making making the kids or making the uh uh affected party uh yeah. they have to get themselves out of it in a way. It's their you know responsibility. What I mean? It's it's, it's yeah. not it's not really that's not exactly the help. It's just like no. all right, let's just give you a haircut. You're good now. Off you go. Uh, go 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 and sort your life out. It's like yeah, there's much more systemic to it. oppression alone, and another one than actually terms... fighting it at this the the sy- yeah, yeah. systemic level. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Fuck off. Exactly. Like this. Exactly. This is just like just giving them like a pick me up in in, in like a, in that sense. It's just it's just not really enough if you want to really in, inflict change. But um, uh, another point, one more point I wanted to add on to that is like um. Uh, I talked about last week on what's good about uh, uh, should athletes in the Tokyo Olympics uh, uh, protest, and this is very, it very harkens back to that particular conversation I had with well myself, <laughs> um, talking to myself on the mic. Because uh, in the in the Olympics, they the IOC, who you know the International Olympic Committee, they don't allow protesting. They don't allow it. So you know, if you do it, then you're going to get sanctioned. You're going to get. You might lose your ability to you know do the sport you enjoy. Now, those are most of those sports aren't don't really have much money in it. I mean, the Athletics Diamond League just passed, and the winner of that got fifty k. The fastest yeah, people in the world get 50k if they that's win bad. if they win one uh, one particular race like 50k and then there's like NFL players with like 50 million dollar deals you know what I mean it's mad so um, if a, if a, if someone like a John Carlos or um, a Tommy Smith from back in the day did that Black Power Fist just imagine how much money they 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 had at that time and then when they did that how much they were vilified because of it and maybe how much money they lost out. They won Incredibly medals for brave. their own freaking sport, but they but then they did that. So protesting is always a risk, and for Kaepernick, obviously he knew that risk and he took that risk. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, he's more fine than someone like a uh, Carlos or uh, Smith uh, from back in the day. Uh, he he, you know, he had the, he had a few deals going on. You know, he, had, he has he still has Nike sponsorship, so he's you know he's not doing terribly. But still, he took the risk, it's and risky. now he's been blackballed for it. So there's always a exactly there's always a risk to it. But it's that it's that bravery to do it is also is always what we should um, commend. And you know, from the just we're going back to this whole point. It's just it is all a bit um, at the moment. You know, still stuff can change. Uh, obviously, has changed in the past few weeks. It just gets it just gets a little bit more fishy uh, as it goes, and uh, and like you and like you said, uh, it kind of changes how well, it's clearly changed how you see Jay Z. You're, you're testing that new mic today, aren't you? Jesus. Yeah, I had <laughs> to move that back out. from the mic. I had to move um, back from the mic. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, take a shift back. But um, 
yeah, uh, here's all here's all interesting, and uh, yeah, so I guess we shall we shall leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Digging Digits. We have hoped you have enjoyed this episode. We hope it wasn't trash. Um, just, to, just <laughs> I wonder how many times <laughs> we we've really... said trash this episode. I'll we count get, it out, should, man. Don't worry. Yeah, listen I'll back. Listen back and give us a yeah. Listen back and give us a give us an overall count for next week. <laughs> just uh, yeah. Just just for the fun of it. But yes, uh, <laughs> from the fifth element, I have been Charlie Taylor. Uh, I've been Ben Carter of Hip Hop Numbers. We have hoped you enjoyed uh, this episode. Uh, be sure to. Uh, Tell us that you've enjoyed the episode. You know, just uh, we always we always appreciate the uh, always we appreciate like the feedback. Have a good week, everybody. We shall try and do the same. And until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, peace. Digging in the digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show was edited by me. Music for this show, piece from video games by bonus points. Thanks to Chopper Breakers for the ability to use. Socials for the fifth element, hip hop by numbers, bonus points, and your hop records will be in the description wherever you're listening. This has been a fifth element podcast network and hip hop by numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us, and we shall see you next time on Digging in the Digits.